Hello and welcome to the latest Liverpool Blood Red podcast with me, Ian Doyle. Joining me today are not our full-time Liverpool reporter, both home and away. James Pearce, he's away. Also away is Andrew Kelly, our LFC editor. Instead, I've got the dream trio here with me. It's Neil Jones. Hello. Christian Walsh. How do And Joe Rimmer. Hello there. Uh, Christian, you had the pleasure of being at Stoke against Liverpool on Saturday. It ended up being a good day for Liverpool, but it wasn't always looking that way, was it? No, certainly not a half-time. It was a... It was a terrible game of football, to be honest. It was, especially from a Liverpool perspective, because obviously they went 1-0 down uh, into the break, but it was just such a bad game of football and the passes were going awry and there was no real cohesion. And Liverpool looked like a team that were trying out a new system for the very first time, which is, you know, fancy that, because that's exactly what they were doing. Uh, that Obviously, that half hour against Bournemouth aside... You could almost see the cogs turning in, in the minds of the players. You had someone like Trent Alexander-Arnold, 18 years of age, massive ask. Yes, he's played right back before. Yes, he's played right midfield before, but that right wing back position, you've got to sort of, you've got to know when to go forward and when to go back. In the first 10 minutes, he was visibly sort of, you know, what do we go forward now? Do we go back? What do we do? Um, Nathaniel Klein had an absolute stinker on the left-hand side. You know, I've, I've, Said myself, I think Klein is could be an option at left back. Um, do you still think that? I, I do because I think it's a completely different role to to left back. Um, but he just didn't know where he was on the pitch. He, and then you see that from the from the first goal, the Shakiri just gets around the back of him far too easily. Um, I'm not sure if it showed it on on match of the day, but there was a moment early on in the game where Glenn Johnson just knocked the ball past them and and, and skipped past them, and it wasn't a case of pace. It was just shape bad position by Klein, which meant he couldn't recover. Um, we had Milner starting in uh, in midfield uh, for Liverpool for the first time since the Europa League final. It looked like he'd forgotten how to do that. Uh, he was so one-paced and, and plodding. And in general, it really did look like a, a real mishmash uh, side that, that was put out. You can see why he did it. Um, you know, we, we continue on Firmino. But at the same time, they just... There was too many changes, especially for a game like that. You could possibly get away with a home to Stoke, but not away when when they're up. They were terrible, though. They were, Stoke were awful, and, and a better side would have put Liverpool to the sword long before John Walters had scored. Neil, what did you think when you saw the uh, team sheet? I was surprised. I was surprised. Um, I changed my coupon, put it that way. <laughs> put it that way. Um, I, I, uh, I suppose it's one of them. I was, I was more surprised when I saw how they set up, because I thought he would have put Milner at left wing back and Klein at right wing back and put Alexander Arnold in midfield for a bit more sort of youthful energy. Um and then I saw obviously he hadn't done that and it also it's kind of a position. It changes a lot, doesn't yeah, it? You're moving, you're, moving a left, you're moving a full back into midfield, you're moving a right back to left back and then you're putting a kid at, at right right wing back. And that so that's three disrupted elements when you could have maybe got away with just just one on it or one and a half, if you like. Also, by sticking him in midfield, he's kind of alongside two other midfielders who could help him yeah. through the game. But if he's stuck on the on the wing, it, it's, it's totally yeah. different. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I think we all laughed. Well, I, I certainly did at Mark Hughes after the, um, the game in Anfield. You laugh all the time. I, yeah. I do. I, I need to stop ringing him. Well, <laughs> I'm just getting, just getting a bit annoyed. But um, he he made a comment about. He, was, he basically got they got beat four one in Anfield, and he made a comment as if. He'd shown the world the way of how to play against Liverpool. And he said, oh, we tried something different. We played two up front. I think it was Crouch and Walters in that game, wasn't it? And he said, you know, other teams are going to copy us now. And he thought, well, I hope not, because he, he got beat 4-1, you know. But I think that was probably in Klopp's mind in terms of, 
I think he expected two up front. I maybe didn't expect Berahino to be one of the two. Um, you know, you, you, Walters was an absolute shoe in to start. You, you know, he, I think he, he saves himself for Liverpool, doesn't he? And I think that was why he's gone with three at the back. Also, with, with as, as Christian said, with the two uh, the two doubts over the Brazilians. And I suppose you look at it and you say it was job done. I think he was probably expecting to hold Stoke to hold and hold to an hour, maybe nil nil, and then go and try and win it with the, with Coutinho and Firmino. As he, as it happened, he had to bring them on at half time, but. If you get away with it, you look like a genius, don't you? And I think uh, Liverpool got away with it, but what a what a big win! Going to say, Joe, do you reckon that is probably Liverpool's biggest win of the season in terms of the time, in terms of the way that they managed to do it, and also you know the the fashion of doing it? Yeah, it felt it felt massive, didn't it? Afterwards, when when the final whistle went and they sort of held out and won won the game, it just felt huge. And you know, I hope this doesn't come back to haunt me, but it almost felt to me like the clincher that, that you know that. They had to convince, they had to win away from home at Stoke. Going into West Brom next week, you know, the two real tough away games and off the back of that Bournemouth game, which was a draw that felt like a defeat. And everyone else won as well, didn't they? All, the, all their rivals won at the weekend, so it did feel huge. You know, it, and it paves the way now for, for the last six games for Liverpool to just clinch that Champions League place. And I don't know, I, I just feel like, I feel like that was the clincher. And I feel if we look back and Liverpool are in the top four, It'll be that game that we look back do, on and say. Do you think um, Stoke is now becoming a myth? Well, it's funny you should say that because they've, they've won the last three. They've won the last three, haven't they? They've, they've done all right, haven't they? Liverpool yeah. in terms of in terms of record. Like, you know, remember them winning under, under Dalglish there. Uh, Rogers had a, a win, didn't he? Five, five three, five three. Yeah. yeah. Uh, obviously, they had the six one in there, but then he won last season. He won this season. I think well, City have won there this season. Yeah. Yeah. I think Chelsea, Chelsea won two one. Chelsea won. Yeah. Doesn't, it doesn't strike me as that United won. I think recently as well, didn't they? No, they, they drew. Drew. They draw, they yeah. draw every yeah. game though. Yeah. Uh, so, but it doesn't just doesn't strike me as as the as the place it once was. It's almost like a, a reputation thing now, isn't it? Oh, he's Stoke away. You know, a bit like Palace. You know, Palace used to have that reputation with Liverpool, even though it wasn't it wasn't that bad to go into Palace. They've had a few good results there. It's worse playing Palace at home. Yes. Yes, which of course is to come later on. Um, Christian, I remember earlier this season in one of these pods that you mentioned about, I can't remember what game it was, but you were looking forward to a routine 3-0 away win for Liverpool, <laughs> which <laughs> I think since then there was one, Middlesbrough. 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 However, up until uh, Saturday, that was the only Premier League game Liverpool had won outside of Liverpool since October because they hadn't won any other away games apart from Everton. Apart from Everton. Is that something that people have overlooked? I think so. I, I was surprised when I found out that was Liverpool's first away win of the calendar year. Um, in the league. In the league, in the league they yeah, they Plymouth. Plymouth. Um, and that's basically France, isn't it? So, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Having been there, yes, <laughs> it's a very long someone, way someone's away. Someone's had to drive yes. there before. Um, I was. I was very surprised. I think it probably has gone under the radar. I, I mean, for reasons as to why that is, it, it, it's really hard to... to to understand because if you look at the, the the way Liverpool started in terms of games on the road, they had Arsenal, they had Manchester, uh, sorry, not Manchester City, they had Chelsea. Uh, Tottenham, Chelsea. Uh, I mean, even Palace, Palace you know, yeah, Palace was a big yeah. one. Southampton wouldn't have been an easy game either. I know they didn't win that, but um, you know, it's it's just that sort of team, isn't it? I think I think they have been unlucky with injuries, and I, and I think a lot of the games were building up over the Christmas period, and I think. Once Mane went, once Alana picked up a couple of niggles, and obviously Coutinho is only now just starting to, to click again. So that's when you get results like Hull 2, Liverpool 0, Leicester 3, Liverpool 1. 
those sorts of games can happen. I wouldn't say it's a, it's a cause for concern. I just think it's a it's one of those weird sort of quirks of the, of the fixture list, which just sort of sees Liverpool having not won outside. You know, they've won two away games. Then what you're saying since November, which is remarkable. Rare since October, sorry, which is remarkable really in the league. But I don't think it. I think it's it's one of those where Liverpool are set up in a particular way, and they have particular players who can perform particular functions, and when they're all there, then they absolutely devastate on the counter attack, and and they can really put teams with the sword away from home. Without some of those components, it becomes a lot harder to do. And you know, Liverpool conceded the, the first goal, which they did on you know a fair few. I think probably every occasion um, that they got beat, then it it almost becomes impossible. What happened obviously against Stoke was Coutinho Firmino off the bench. That was the obviously the game changer and Daniel Sturridge. Now, Joe, I was going to mention this. I mean, I was in the office on Saturday with Andy Kelly and the, you know, the howls of pain that seemed to come from his desk when it emerged <laughs> that Trent Alexander-Arnold was being substituted yeah. at half-time along with Ben Woodburn. But Liverpool, you know, thanks to Firmino and Coutinho, they, they won, obviously, but they've now taken more points from, or won more points when they've been behind in Premier League games than anybody else. I think they were level with Tottenham on 14 yeah, each. Now they've got 17. But it underlines the importance of two Brazilians. I mean, there's been some question marks over the pair of them recently, certainly in terms of Coutinho, whether his form's been as good since he had the injury, but I think it's that three games in a row now which yeah. he scored, so you've got to say, if, you're not, if that's not coming back to form, what is? Well, they're two of Liverpool's most important players, aren't they? Them, them two and Mane are, are Liverpool's three big guns, and if you take out you know, if Costa had a long-term injury at Chelsea or Hazard, if yeah. Sanchez had one at Arsenal, um, Ibrahimovic at United, they would all struggle. You know, Tottenham have done well without Kane, but I'm sure if he was out for a sustained period of time, they'd struggle. So, so Liverpool have missed out on Coutinho for a big chunk, a tough chunk of the season. And when those two play well, you win games, and, and that's, they just came on that brilliant impact on Saturday. Um, you know, I think you read things after the game, people criticising Klopp for them not starting. But um, you know we're not privy to what happens in training or conversations he's had with players. You know Coutinho was by all accounts very very ill. Lost three kilos. Lost three kilos. You know was didn't didn't join up to, with the squad until the morning, morning of the game. game. Yeah. So so you know we're not we're not privy to all that. And I think it's it's unfair to criticise Klopp. The fact is he used them. The fact is he got three points. And Liverpool look all the stronger for it. So yeah, a huge huge impact from them, and they're very very important. And it's an interesting start about them coming from behind because. It's not associated with them. Is no, it? no, it's, 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 it's almost a question of character. Yeah, 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 and it's, it's almost a myth. Yeah, I'm just, just going through now, trying to think of games where they have, and a lot of them early in the season with yeah. the Swansea. Was the, one where they're getting promoted. Burnley, Burnley recently. Yeah. Yeah. Are they behind the Palace? No, no. Well, they still twice. got a point against Bournemouth in yeah. the week. So I think, I think, I said 14. I think it's now 18. Actually, it's 18 because I forgot about that one. Because again, they were behind there. It's because people just see going behind as being negative and they shouldn't be going behind. They went behind the Stoke at Anfield, didn't they? Yeah, that's true. That's another one. Now we've spoken a lot about certain players in this pod over the course of the season. One person we don't really mention a lot is. Neil is Firmino. Well, is Roberto Firmino or Firmino, as I like to call him incorrectly? Um, does that kind of why why don't we ever discuss him? You look, he scores goals. Okay, they don't always be as good as the one that he scored at Stoke, but he scores a lot of important goals. Makes such a big difference, as Joe said. You know, we've we've mentioned in the past about his assists, and he's one of these players who goes under the radar, but. 
You know, is, is he underappreciated by people, or is it just that everyone comes to expect that of him? Yeah, I, I think he probably is by the wider audience. I don't, I don't think you'd get many fans of rival clubs saying, "I want to play a Liverpool have got with Firmino." I, I, I don't think that, I don't see that, and I don't hear that. I don't see many pundits say, "You know, Liverpool have got a star man." It's clear that Klopp thinks the world of him, and I think that's just accepted that he's in the team if he's if he's fit and, and, and fully fit. So, I think if you look at what he does, he's not many forwards. As, as competent in as many areas as him. I, st- I still think he's got another level to come in his finishing. He's not, he needs to get more clinical with his finishing. You know, uh, silly to say it on the back of a... Well, that's not a clinical finish, finish, is it? Yeah, it's yeah, a great yeah. But, you know, you, you just think of little ones where he's been in, you know, against... Southampton United, away. United mm-hmm. away, Southampton away, City away, where he was in, and you... you OK, the, the, the not easy, easy chances, but... You want your number nine to be putting them away, and you'd expect most of the, most of the players Joe mentioned there, for example, you'd expect them to put them yeah. away. But I still think he's got a, a bit more of that to, to come. I think you look at the rest of it. I mean, the chances he creates, the the, the pressing that he initiates, the amount of games he plays as well is, is a big big thing. He doesn't think. get injured, unlike just about everybody you know, else. He looked a little bit jaded at the times, but that's because he he literally is there every game. And he, you know, he's versatile as well. Yeah, you know, exactly. You know, indeed, and I think. I think he also he's a bit of a facilitator, isn't he, for other players? I think you you look at someone like Lalana and and Coutinho, and I think they gravitate towards Firmino on the pitch. And you used to get you used to get out with Peter Beardsley back in the day, where he'd drift over to John Barnes' side, and he'd, he'd have a little little link up there. And you know, I think good players do tend to do that. And I think he's it shows how well thought of he is by the rest of the team that so many players seem to have good relationships with Firmino. I think Henderson's another one when he plays, he's got a real sort of he spots where he is a lot, and um, yeah, I think he's a massive player. I think he is probably a bit underappreciated outside of Liverpool. I mean, I'm going to gravitate towards Christian now and talk about another <laughs> good, player. Good, good, uh, yeah, good host. Thanks, thanks, that. thanks. Uh, another player who came on was the lesser spotted Daniel Sturridge. Now, I mean, he played a part in the first goal with the pass through to uh, I, think it, I think it was for me. Now, wasn't mm. it inside the box, and then it came back. They came back to Chan. Is he still going to have a part to play in this running? Because it looks like even he can't possibly get another oh. serious injury in the next five, six weeks. Well, <laughs> yeah, there you go. There's a statement. <laughs> wait, wait till tomorrow morning. <laughs> wait till we get on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. But he's got he's got a huge part to play. He's almost the forgotten man in a way because I mean it's easy to forget because the last before today, not today, it was Saturday. Before Saturday, the um, the last time he played for Liverpool was February fourth away to Hull. That was as a substitute as well, so it's, he's, he's almost been completely written off in that sense. I think it's also because a lot of people expect them to move on in the summer, but he can certainly have a part and shot in the sense of helping Liverpool get Champions League. Liverpool persists with this um, three at the back, you know, let's call it three, four, one, two, whatever, whatever it's going to be. Um, Do you think they will? I can't see it myself. I think they will against. I think they will away. I think they will against, against West, Brom. West Brom. I can see them doing against West Brom. I think. I think I think Ragnar's played himself out of the team. Personally. He just he just comes in for the the big games, doesn't he? Yeah, That's when he tends to. Sorry, Christian. Oh well, but I'm just if they were to do that, I could foresee a, a situation where they play um, Casino, Firmino, and then Sturridge. You know, as sort of as, as the three. Um, but that aside, when he came on against Stoke, what 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 was noticeable was Stoke dropped back ten yards. They haven't got the memo that he's his pace isn't what it used to be. Um, and you know, but that's obviously because he's still coming back from injury, and he's just lost a little bit of sharpness, perhaps. But 
he's still a very respected, you know, he's he's almost underrated sometimes. I think by by the general yeah. you know football fraternity, but fellow professionals know exactly what he's capable of. More respected as a sub, perhaps because you know mm. that he's only got twenty five minutes. Iron legs. So it's not you know you're not going to be able to keep him quiet for the whole of them twenty five minutes. Whereas if he starts, you know that. He gets to an hour. He's probably he's probably gonna fade. I mean, you think about the the impact he's had. We we were at the Southampton game. I mean, yeah. Neil and he came on with Origi yeah. and and, and yeah. pretty much set up a, yeah. a couple of chances, Everton. especially Klein. Evan was a big one. Uh, pretty much set up the goal, and there again. So you know, even if it is as a substitute, if he's willing to accept that, which I'm sure he is, scoring at Stoke as well. Yeah, scoring at Stoke. Put it beyond those. Pretty much, he got he got put in by a Stoke player. Didn't yeah, yeah. Shawcross, I think. So. He's got a massive part to play just because I think as aside from what he can do with the ball and he has got good finishing ability and he's probably still Liverpool's best finisher. He's also just got a presence about him where teams will will panic and if you bring him on with twenty minutes to go at nil nil, he can make a massive impact. Joe, do you expect to see Sturridge a lot more in these closing weeks? Do you know I can't see him starting any games? No, not really now from the other because. They're pretty much there's a week break now between almost every game. Or yeah, yeah, every yeah, game, yeah. Game, yeah. So I can't see unless such what doesn't happen, but unless an injury strikes down someone like Firmino now, I can't see him starting because I think Origi's ahead of him as well now. But um, yeah, like Christian says, he de- he definitely can have an impact, and I think coming off the bench for 20 minutes, teams do worry going late into a game about his pace. They think, oh, you know, with them being tired, he can he can beat them to the punch. So I still think he'll have a he'll have an impact. I've got a suspicion he'll score a couple of important goals before the end of the season. Um, but you know what, as well, people saying he'll leave in the summer, I don't think it's cut and dry because I just don't know how many teams will, will pay the money for storage. Who, who's going to pay 20, 25 million? Well, every, every single team you, could you say pay that. that. Every you single say, team could well, they afford could it. Do, they could afford it. But who would do it with his, his record of injuries? This season's probably been his, his worst. He's, how many league goals he scored? The one against Stoke? So you know he's had such a <clears throat> difficult year that I almost think that we might get through the summer. He might stay if he doesn't move out alone. West Ham paid eighteen for Carroll. That's true. That's true. Yeah. But he's better than they, West Ham. They're ready to make that mistake. I mean, obviously, again. Andy Andy wants to sell him to Arsenal. He's desperate. He's he's he, 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 he is best in West Ham. He's and and ultimately, in terms of raw ability. He's, he's good enough for Liverpool. I mean, let's not forget that the, the, his first three seasons of the club, his, his goal ratio was absolutely phenomenal. But with the injuries and the fact that he doesn't fit into Klopp's you know, pressing style or whatnot, then this is where you know he might have to look at a, at a level below. I'm glad you said that about Klopp's style because Jurgen Klopp kind of hinted last week that he was going to change his style. I mean, he even said, I think it was before the game, he said that we have to forget, have to play the Liverpool way. Whatever that he means, took that a bit too literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I presume that he means the you know the formation that they've been played for much of this season. But that's going to give Daniel Sturridge more of a chance of getting a game, though, isn't it? This, this is what I'm saying games. about the, the the three at the back because if they play that the, the, that two and the one um, up front, then there will be a lot less pressure on him. I think to to basically press from the front as that one because you'll have Casino, you'll have Firmino, you'll have Wijnaldum, you'll have Chan, you'll have Milner, you'll have Klein. He could almost sort of concentrate on just being a pure goal scorer. But don't you think if they have people like Henderson and Lamana back soon, he's not going to change the formation round when he gets players back? No, when, when they're back, it'll be different. The thing is, Henderson, there's no guarantee that Henderson and Lamana will be back for anything more than the last three games, two Absolutely. games of the season. And by then, it could all be more or less done. Yeah, I think it will be as well. 
think. You really think it will be done? Yeah, you don't? I, I looked at United's fixtures and they, they can have a good end to the season still. I don't think they'll catch Liverpool. Well, Mourinho admitted yesterday, didn't he, that the Europa League's now his priority. Yeah. And I just, it, Which we've known that for a while. To yeah, be, you would if you were he's in. He's the ultimate yeah. pragmatist, Mourinho, and you saw it, you know. You remember him, the team, I mean, I know they won at Anfield, but remember the team that came to Anfield in the, the Gerrard and the Denver Bar game? Chelsea could still win the league at that point, and they, they, sent, they sent, you know, Mark Schwarz and Nathan Aki and people like that because they had the Champions League game. Yeah, he played, yeah. I think, I think I'm pretty sure they're the only star team. Does he still, does he still play football? In the oh, Championship, I think. We'll check. Does he? We will oh. check. We will, um, we will pet a check. But yeah, I think he's the arch pragmatist, Mourinho, and I think he, he sees the path in the Europa League and thinks that's you're the not, You're way. not worried about Arsenal? No, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> Arsenal will be the one. Arsenal are now the one because they've got the easier running. I thought they've got to go to. I think it's Tottenham, isn't it? Yeah. And they've got another one. They're of the big. St- have they got to go? They've got to play got United at home, haven't they? Have they? They've got yeah. United. Yeah. yeah. United. So there's yeah. them two. They've really um, got to win at least one. Of them. Got, I mean, the thing about Arsenal is dif- different to United, albeit as Christian said, United draw a lot of games. Arsenal, I, I wouldn't trust Arsenal in any game. If you know what I mean. I, I, they've got Crystal Palace. They've got Stoke as well. Out, I think tonight, Monday night. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if Arsenal won, but I wouldn't be surprised if they lost either. You know, so Watford away or one of them games or you know them type of games. I think Arsenal will lose any type of game, and I think the gap now is just a bit too much. I think the thing that plays into Liverpool's hands is that there is that Arsenal versus Manchester United game as yeah. well. Yeah. I mean, people are saying, well, games in hand, games in hand, games yeah. in hand, but one of their games in hand that yeah. is against each other, so yeah. that automatically negates it. So it's almost a false position in you, terms United of United have got. City away, <coughs> Chelsea, Arsenal, and Tot- Tottenham. Tottenham. Yeah. If United take twelve points from them, I'll I'll hold my hands up, shaking. Well, this is where. So now, are, are you supporting United against <laughs> Arsenal? Um, <laughs> I might no. I want the draw. I want, yeah. Yeah, I want the draw. All those sorts of games have to be draws from now on. Yeah. Well, it depends what happens. I mean, yeah. listen, if Arsenal lose the next three games, mm. you want you want them to beat United, don't you? If you're you Manchester United or Arsenal, and you look at that. Liverpool game on Saturday. Are you thinking? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Why, that's why I feel like it's such a big result because I think one 0 down at half time. All those other fans of clubs have been looking at the results and going, "Yes, yeah. you know Liverpool are losing." Yeah, yeah. And then they just just like Liverpool fans would be looking at it, thinking, "Bloody hell, they've gone and won." And you know, those are the sort of games from now on that they need. Teams need to see people slip up in, and Liverpool not slipping up there. You see, it's massive. Mean, so Liverpool fans on on Wednesday didn't you, with Tottenham at Swansea for, for you know yeah, f- yeah. sort of five minutes to go and Anfield people are looking going oh, Tottenham getting beaten Liverpool yeah, winning yeah. there and then all of a sudden there's that swing and it there was like I saw loads of people on, on my Twitter saying oh, Tottenham jammy again it's not jammy it's good good sides got gone and won away from home you know good on them they deserve it and albeit Liverpool had a terrible first half not to still got to win away from home much changed side good on them and. That's a big, big, big result for them. And ultimately, as well, it's in Liverpool's hands now because of that. You know, yeah. I know it. I know it's easy to say just win six games and they'll be in it, but it really is in their own hands. They had a strong end to the season. I don't think they need to win six. We're going to say there's no. Historically, what's interesting historically, if you look at how teams end the season, there's literally next to no chance that Liverpool will win all six games. Even when they were winning yeah. the league, they weren't winning all six games towards the end. It just doesn't happen. Well, four will be it doesn't enough. happen. Yeah. Yeah, I think so as well. Now. You mentioned Crystal Palace. They are playing later on this, this evening. And Joe, there's a certain player who's going to be playing centre-back for Crystal Palace oh, who Michael Beale has said some interesting mm. thing about today, hasn't he? James Tompkins. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Damien's a lady. <laughs> What's got down now because he's injured? Yeah, 
obviously, I think I think it, in one sense he was asked the question. He's praising Sacco, isn't he? And you know, Sacco by all accounts was very professional playing for the under twenty threes. But say that they would have won in. In Basel, you know, it was interesting the line that he said when he came to us at the under 23s, he wasn't in very good condition. No, but which that, he was that's something in a bit that, of a grump. But that's something that's hung over Sacco for the last few years of his career is that he doesn't look after himself and doesn't mm. get himself, in, and, and it's possibly something that got him in trouble to begin with because he was looking at shortcuts to try and get himself you, in you shape. Remember wasn't the start of last season, he wasn't in the team, was he? Yeah. There was a yeah. bit of an uproar yeah. about it, and Roger said, yeah. Brendan Roger said, um, He's no problems with his weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Problems yeah. with it at PSG, didn't yeah. he? It's it's followed him throughout his whole career. But the thing about Sacco is he is a character. He is a leader, and he, he really has taken to things at Crystal Palace. They like him. He likes them, and and it's it's worked out really well. Whether Liverpool would have been better off with him, well, I, I, Liverpool still had the same defensive problems when he was there. Yeah. It's not like you know that this this is a problem that's always in Liverpool for the past yeah, sort of yeah. five seasons. The know? last game he played for Liverpool was a four-three. Yeah. Mm. No, which. Amazing game, but it wasn't a game where defences were, were, were shining, was it? It was a game where emotion and, and sort of wackiness took over rather than anything of control or, mm-hmm. or tactical excellence. Well, he was a full throw three goals in that yeah, Dortmund game. But then he did score. Yeah, yeah, uh, that was his penultimate game, by the way. He kept the clean sheet and scored, <laughs> and scored, which doesn't help the argument. But, but again, in, in, in true <laughs> Sacco style, and this is someone who, who, who's a, a bit of a Sacco fan, you know, he, he, he goes up for that header and tries to blam it in from two yards. <coughs> he nearly missed it, you know, because yeah, he, yeah, he tries yeah. to put so much flourish on it. And that's, that's just what you get with him, isn't it? Uh, I think what, what, when people look at his Palace performances, what you have got to remember is that Playing in a Sam Allardyce defence is a lot different than playing in a Jürgen Klopp defence. Jürgen Klopp defence is all about one-on-ones, it's all yeah. about covering, it's about moving into the spaces. Sam Allardyce one's just then about... Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's good at that, isn't he? He's, yeah. he's, he's, you know, I think someone like Martin Scale would, would, would thrive in a, in a Crystal Palace type team, you know, much maligned to Liverpool. I'm not, I wasn't a big fan of him, but I think defenders like the Clavan, you know, someone like that who just gets up, heads it and, yeah. and clears it, I think that's fine, but, you know... The one thing I I take the point about Sacco that I think I'd have felt more comfortable having him there than Clavan in some games mm. and Lucas in other games as well. But it's not I, I don't the way you hear it sometimes you think Liverpool are eleventh in the league and, and, and Crystal Palace were twelfth and mm. what, why would you send Sacco? Liverpool are third without without Mamadou Sacco yeah, and have yeah. been there all season, you know, albeit a bad run since uh, the new year. So they're not missing them that much, regardless of, of how well he's doing at Palace. And if he goes to Palace and has a really good end to the season, and Liverpool get good money for, for him, for someone who essentially wasn't Seamless. even in the squad, he was, you know, he's not, he wasn't even a Premier League player for them this season at any point. Then, good business. It's interesting you went. We talked about Sacco then because he is on Liverpool's books and he has become a forgotten man. You mentioned Surridge is a forgotten man as well, Christian. There's, I'm gonna, I've made a note of another couple of players here. One's Joe Gomez, who obviously was injured for the first part of the season, made a comeback, but we haven't really seen him for the last couple of, of months because he's you know understandably it's taken him quite a while and he is a youngster anyway to get over over the injury and get back to full fitness. Another two though are Marco Gruwich who's been on the bench the last thing is three games and Alberto Moreno. Now if you're Alberto Moreno if you're well we'll save it just for a second. If if you're if you're Alberto <laughs> Moreno and you see that team sheet on Saturday, are you thinking if he didn't think already, I might need to leave now in the summer. Yeah, I'd, I'd be looking on EasyJet for the, uh, <laughs> the nearest flights to Seville. I, I don't. It's, it's, 
It's uh, he probably got one of his hovercraft or whatever he's got. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's with a seven with one for hover his, yeah. his dog. That's ridiculous. Yeah, hovercraft. <laughs> he's not on the jets, is he? <laughs> no. um, yeah, that that he is looks a. Like, looks like something with the jets. It's, anyway. it's a bit. It's a big thing. It's it's it, that is the, the the starkest sign I think that his time at Liverpool is up. Stats, stats. Go on, stats. Go stats. on. This best be good now. Oh, it is good. It is good. Go. On. Alberto Moreno is one of only three players in the Liverpool squad who's been in every Premier League match they squad this season. The other two being, let me guess, one of them is Divock Origi. Yeah. Yeah, because Simon Mignolet. Simon Mignolet. Yeah. And Alberto Moreno, I think he started two. Two, is it? He I think it's the start of the first one. The first game, one. Alex, Crystal Palace. Alex, not it. It's, especially the circumstances of that Stoke game. Obviously, Trent gets, Trent gets a game. Um, ben, will, ben will burn gets a game. And the, the, I think the other thing is that you know, you can imagine going to, going up to Klopp or whoever Buvac, whoever whoever they liaise with over this sort of thing, and go, oh well, you know, am I going to get a game boss? Well, you know, you're all right going forward, <laughs> but you're not great at defending. All oh, right, okay, I see you more as a wing back. It's so, like I'm in the room. <laughs> <laughs> it's uncanny. Yeah. So then the end goes, okay, we're going to play wing backs now. Brilliant. Okay, yeah. I'm starting. No, no, we're going to put Nathaniel Klein, who's yeah. not ever played there before, in your position. Right, why? Because we're going to put Trent Alexander-Arnold, who's never played in that position, technically yeah. there as well. It's he's he's done for. Stick a fork in him. I think he's right. I mean, you know, Joe. Joe mentioned that you're not, we're not privy to what happens on the training grounds, other than a few, a few pictures once a week. Um, Nobody when I'm in the office. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there it goes. I've got rotor fatigue. Um, but no, we're, we're not privy. Listen, if Jurgen Klopp trusted Alberto Moreno and thought he was good enough, he'd have played a lot more than he has. And unfortunately, you know, a, a nice guy he may be, and a, a, you know, a, a speedy, uh, decent, you know, technical footballer uh, as he is, I think his time at Liverpool looks like it's done. And I think that you know, Liverpool will be signing at least one left back, probably two in the summer. And the, the, the recent history of left back <laughs> that, that would what, what I want to know though what's happened since because I, I remember I, I probably watched him play I, I, but I covered Palace um, and I thought he was really good he was goal yeah I thought he was he was particularly awful in the FA Cup though against Wolves was, 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 was do really, you think that's what it was really he was bad, bad wasn't he, and he that's, was that, really it was a genuine bad. question that way was, was that his last performance because maybe that was it because you get that with players sometimes don't you where they have that one Leicester didn't he did alright I'm speculating a little bit because, like I say, we're not, we don't see what goes on behind closed doors at Melbourne. But I wonder whether there's just an element of you need someone who's more, just more focused, just switched on for, for the game. For the, a season like this where you can't afford to miss out on this top four. And if you, if you miss out because someone's just had a bit of a, a, a mad thing that... Moreno is capable of doing where he likes to dive in or he wants well, to, he wants to switch off. Away yeah. first. I, I just think Klopp doesn't want to die on that sword. He wants to die on a sword of players who are Milner, say, who mm. might get done for pace or he might get done for you know being right-footed when he, he's playing at left-back. But I think I don't think Klopp could forgive himself if he was done for a player who we all know his flaws and if he was to be exposed for the flaws yeah. that we all know he's got. I mean, Moreno seems quite popular, though, doesn't he? With, certainly with certain sections of the team. Yeah, you know, with the players, we always see. Ah, that, I, I, I don't want to use this word. It's not. It's not a clique, but there's certainly 
groups in the in the. Well, that's the always the way. Yeah. That's but, but, but that's the that's that's language thing. But I'm saying it's it? not like he's been ostracised. Yeah, he doesn't. By all accounts, he's a nice fellow. No, he doesn't. I've not heard anything to suggest that he's not professional. He's just he's just not good enough. He's very He's very erratic on the pitch, isn't he? Like Neil says, you you just can't rely on him. You know, you know yeah. that he's going to make those mistakes, don't you? Well, you, like you've already killed off Sacco, and yeah, you've said yeah. that Sturridge is still, still be here. So, what's your verdict on Moreno? Is he done? He's done. Yeah, 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 yeah he's done. Yeah. He's like done. Christian said, stick that. He'll, get, he'll be takers as well, though, for him. You know, he's got a good reputation. You go back to Spain. In, yeah, you go back to Spain. He's, mm. he's played in the Europa League. He's played briefly Champions League with, with Liverpool. Obviously, come through with Sevilla. I don't think he'll have a shortage of takers. It might be one of them, though, that Liverpool have to do a, a loan for the season and then try and get, get him to win as a his payment deal. Well, another player who's been mentioned him is Marco Gruic. I mean, I've I've actually seen him play for Liverpool. I think Maybe. it was at... Uh, I've seen him score for Liverpool. You've seen him score? I've seen Wembley. him score in pre-season. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, three, yeah. Times. three times. Three yeah, I forgot yeah. that. I've seen him play, yeah. Three yeah, 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 that's true. Huddersfield. Um, um, Huddersfield. Yeah. Nice but whenever, whenever he's played, he's looked like you could see straight away, oh, he looks like a player. But... You know, he's had the injuries, this, that and the other. And I know that you know Jurgen Klopp spoke about him very briefly before the game on Saturday and there was quite a lot of interest in what he said, even though he basically didn't say an awful lot other than it's not been too cool that he's not, not, not been able to be involved. But he did hint that he might play against Stoke, depending on what system they used. Obviously, we know that he didn't. But is he going to be like the proverbial new signing next season? Because he's obviously had an entire season now in England. He's only 20 years old. Is he going to be somebody that they're going to be looking at yeah, to include much more next season because they're going to have a lot more games. Got to remember that he's twenty years of, of age, coming from a, not even a, a mainstream, if you will, a main yeah. European league from the Serbian league. It's a, it's a completely different kettle of fish, isn't it? Does he speak English? Yeah, he's English. he's a very bad. You 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 know a bit more about him in terms of he's a, he's a student of the game, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's really. <laughs> people speak very highly of him at Melwood. You know, his his, his mindset and his uh, his his attitude. Um, I like I like him as a player. Yeah, I, same, I think yeah. he's got a lot a lot about him. He's got to he's got to do better defensively. Be a midfielder, you know, he's got to be a more all round midfielder than he is. He, he's someone who likes to have the ball and he likes to likes to drive with it. A bit, a bit like Chan, in 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 a sense, you know, in terms of in terms of that. But in terms of what what he's got, you know, physical gifts and technical gifts, I think he's he's got a chance. He's tall. Yeah, he's like, very you can't you, yeah. can't you yeah. can't dismiss that in a, in a team that isn't very big. It was actually interesting watching Liverpool uh, from corners against Stoke because for the first time in a while, and this is against Stoke, they look big from corners. They look like yeah. they were doing it, and Lovren hit the bar obviously in the yeah, second yeah, half. Yeah. Might that explain why he put three at the back then? Possibly, yeah. And I can see him doing it again against West Brom, um, both defending and attacking corners. Yeah, but they've got eleven, <laughs> eleven six foot four. Yeah. <laughs> but they've they've got a fella on someone's shoulders with a big overcoat on, haven't they? Like it's yeah. stuff, that's what they're like. Joe, are you going to kill off Gruwich as well, or are you going to? Oh, no, 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 I'm not. Not the Grim Reaper. I, 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 again, I like the look of the lad. He's he's got all the physical gifts, hasn't he? You know, and, and if he can sort of settle down into into this league and and maybe you know next season they'll they'll ease him into it. You know, I, I think a lot's made of. Not I'm sorry, not enough is made of young players coming over from a from a different country. He's twenty years old. You imagine going to a, I imagine what I was like at twenty years old, sending me abroad to a to a different completely different oh, country. Sure was like, no, imagine just, the ale. Well, yeah. I, I, did you at twenty years old did you go abroad? Yeah, but not for a full year. <laughs> I beat her. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's it, it's it's very difficult yeah, for him to settle. He's got to settle and, mm. and, and give him some time he's had injuries. 
he could be a good player. We don't know enough about it. Different situation, but before the Man City game, um, was it last month? I was speaking to Clavan, and he was talking about moving over, and and you know he was asked that, well, how is it? You know, how was what's it like moving moving over? And he was, it's not been too easy to be honest. And it was a bit like, oh right. And he was basically explaining now, you know, his young lad came over. He's got two young kids, um, and they're struggling with the language, and so therefore in school they're struggling. Now I know Greenwich has got kids. Yeah. Um, and it's not that sort of thing, but it just sort of it made something click in my head when you know it's easy to sit there and criticise these players, not even criticise, just you know sort of assess them. But it's so hard as as Joe's alluded to there to 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 learn and not necessarily learn a new language, just a different culture. Yeah. You don't know the city, you don't know yeah. where to go. You know if you're bored if you're bored after a, a training session, what do you do? Yeah. You know it, it can be lonely yeah. that you just yeah. sit there and play FIFA or something. Used Lovren, Lovren's been uh, yeah. mentor for Greenwich yeah. to come over, and I think that that's probably probably helped him. But I remember speaking to him after he played um, Derby in the in the league cup yeah. earlier in the season. He played in that game. I spoke to him the day after. He was with Lovren at, at an event, and he, he he was talking even then. I think it was October, maybe it was September, September October time. I think it was September. And he was talking, and he was saying, "This season, you know, it's not. This is isn't about being you know regular. This is about just acclimatizing and then being ready to go." And, you know, I remember thinking that you know, quite a, quite a downbeat sort of thing to be saying. You know, you usually expect a tub thumping sort of young lad saying, "Yeah, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, you know, a Ballon d'Or winner in two years. I'm gonna this and that." And he wasn't. He was, he was realistic about it. And I think it's been a clear. He's been spoken to about it, and he's been told this is, this is where you're going. This is, this is what what's in the future for you. And I have to say, but you know, he's had bad injuries. But I think, in terms of the talent and what Liverpool have paid for him, I think they still got. Big, big chance of, of getting something good out of them. I don't think. I think if Liverpool would have nailed their transfer targets in the summer, like they wanted to, if you look at the Zealand schemes to who'd I don't think Grouch would have ever even been really a, like considered as a, as an option. I think it was always a case of he's been brought in a year of acclimatisation and, and getting to, and then you unleash him next season. As it is, because they've had essentially a central midfield, Chan, Wijnaldum, uh, Lalana, and Lucas. To a certain extent, there's been the the desire to see Gruwich, and he, you know he would have got a lot. We could Ajaria. Ajaria got a fair bit of game time. Mm-hmm. I think Gruwich would have got a lot of game time in that then in those January months. Right, we'll finish with because I know he's been dying to tell us about this. Christian, what did they have of food at Stoke? <laughs> Carbs. And right. what was it made? Right, consisted of pasta. Yep. Chips. Yep. And garlic bread. There must have been a main in there, though. There must have been something. Pasta is a main? What sort of pasta, though? Yeah, it was like bolognese oh, pasta. Oh, no, no, no. It was like a carbonara. Is it dry pasta? No, it was like carbonara. It's but it was, sauce. It was, it was, yeah, it was, I like pasta. It was just... There was a bit of salad as well, to be fair. So there, was, there were greens. Right. But it's such a stoke meal. No offence to any stoke he's listening. But well, it's, it's too late now. Right? Too late. <laughs> he's done it now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's something that Ryan Shawcross of the bone and gristle and all that sort of palaver. It's... It wasn't very nice. Are they the full-backs, Bone and Grizzle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sign them. Yeah. Yeah. Johnson, but, and, and, and by you, the way, I didn't, the yesterday. I didn't have many chips. And on that bombshell. <laughs> yeah. Join us later. bad at Nick them all. Yeah, he wouldn't eat anything green, believe no. me. Uh, join us later this week where we will look ahead to the game against who I forgot who they're playing. West it's West Brom. It's West Brom away. Cheerio. Plus.